talking about I'm so vain Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you, don't you Oh, today is Monday, June 22nd, 2020 My name is Joe Batanz and I am the host of This Joe Batanz A show that's usually not done live but today I was feeling tired and my back hurt. And I was like, I don't want to do this Joe Batanz tonight. I don't feel like it. And it's 10 o'clock p.m. in the West Coast. And let's go live. And we'll record this Joe Batanz for Afterthought Media. Like I said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of Zach Nelson's favorite afterthought show, This Joe Batanz. A little show where I don't know why people find like it. It's literally me talking either shit on people I work with or what I ate for lunch that day. But it seems to be a popular show that, you know, if the, I'll be honest with you. If the show weren't that popular, I know it's popular. If the show wasn't popular... I'm being honest, I don't think, I, I, I'm i tired right now, and I've been playing Animal Crossing all day, like I see a stoop girl is there, there's going to be a lot of inside jokes, which is funny because today's topic is about Lori Roggenkamp and how I scolded her for doing inside jokes and the argument we have, but we'll get to that today in a second, and um, it's uh, this thing where um, I've been playing Animal Crossing all day and worked at ton of shows today you know we did the rumor mill we did uh um shady pines but and, and like i said well we usually do fat camp but fat camp's gonna be tomorrow because taylor got back from tejas today lauren ecker said she can't explain why when she loves tea, uh, this joe batant but she just does i don't get it i i don't know why you honors like it i okay we'll get we'll get to this we'll get to this we'll get to this so anyway uh, as I've told you before, the rumor mill and Shady Pines require uh, uh, some prep. So my whole day was prepping for the rumor mill and prepping for Shady Pines. I did go, Astute Girl is here, and I went to her husband's house, I mean island, on um, on uh, Animal Crossing. He is so generous. For those of you guys who don't play Animal Crossing, a rare flower. It's like, there are YouTube videos, hundreds of YouTube videos about how to do this, but it's to try and obtain the blue rose, the long-fabled blue rose. And he has a ton of blue roses, and he's always giving them to me, um, which actually inspired me to uh, humble pie, too? I don't understand. Okay. It, it inspired me to um, just ditch all my regular boring flowers that I was trying to breed and just... Only because now that I have enough blue roses, they make more blue roses. So I don't need to do all this fucking shenanigans to breed a blue rose, one blue rose. I have them. Thanks to Astute Boy. And now I'm just breeding them. Same thing with the green mums. Even though the green mums, I did I did breed the green, green mums. But Astute Boy gave me a bunch more green mums. And so I have a whole field of green mums that are... Uh, uh, are breeding, but now I just want to have the the hybrid flowers and just a little patch of the boring flowers. So, guys, I have been just massacring flowers all day today. I've gone through like five shovels. 
and I'm not even done. And uh, anyway, so enough about Animal Crossing. One day I'll do my long-fabled Animal Crossing show, but not today. First, let's address the chat room. This is one of the the the, the rare This Joe Batanz episodes that's live, and so people are talking in the chat room. They're all talking about uh, how they like This Joe Batanz. Stu Girl says it's a voyeuristic insight into someone else's life. That's what she thinks. Yeah, you know, uh, it's funny, on a, and this is related to the Lori Roggenkamp stuff, I after Lori Lori and I had a very heated discussion on the tel- by the way everything's fine there's no need to worry but we had a very heated discussion on the telephone uh, over the weekend and uh, and she called me today and apologized even though she didn't need to apologize but she did call me today and apologize we had a very heated discussion over the weekend and uh, I needed to vent to somebody especially someone who understood okay. And so I called Mike Lawson, and in having that conversation, that set us off on a nostalgic journey back to our early days at Pride 48, which I can get into today. And it's sort of related to what we're talking about, as as he and I were talking about these early Pride 48 shows that were personal journals. And what's funny is that as they're hard to find nowadays, Pride 48 still has a couple. But it's really hard to find the personal journal like Not Quite a Cat Lady or Geeky Gay. And I like them, too. It's funny. Maybe I don't see myself as interesting, but I see, like, Adam Burns or Brenda Boo, a.k.a. Vivian Lee, as um, interesting people. And I'd like to peek into their lives. Zach Nelson says, I've been listening to Drag Race Recap for six years. Wow. Like, very early on in its run. And I feel like I know Taylor and Joe, even though I know that's not true. So it's like listening to a dear friend let me know what's up with him. That's very kind. Humble says, I find it really interesting just to hear Joe's everyday thoughts. It's neat to hear someone else's perspective on life and like what their reactions are to things, how they approach life. Very interesting. Uh, if Joe... Hi, Joe. Why didn't you, I didn't know it was your birthday today. Uh, Humble, happy birthday. Well, there you go, Humble Pie. Well, we'll do something special for you somehow on the show. I didn't know it was your birthday. Uh, anyway... Um, do we have the birthdays somewhere? Is there a way that we know like there's people's birthdays? Um, anyway, uh, so let's get to the Lori shit. Okay. So I've received messages privately, either via email, via Discord, via Patreon. I would say, look, are they hundreds of messages? No, I think they number around 10 plus or minus two. Okay. From people who are not very happy with the t- the turn, uh, the direction of the first response. And that was enough to cause me... Now, I'll, I'll tell you, and I think I've said this on the show. Uh, I've listened to a couple of episodes of the first response, and I'm not a fan. But, but, I recognize I'm not going to always be a fan of everything on Afterthought, right? In fact... I've been meaning, I can do this here on This Job of Tans, but I'm not going to type it into Discord. I've been meaning to take a poll in some kind of way. Is anybody even listening to Cuckoo Bananas with Lori and Maria and and, uh, Cash? I don't even know. No one ever talks about it. The Humble Pie creator Humble Pie. Oh, Humble listens when it comes out. Uh, And so... You know, I know that Lori is very sensitive, right? Wait, Lauren Eckert says, 
Ha ha ha, I must admit I am not. I admit I am not what? See, this is why I can't... Okay, I'll look at these in a bit, guys. I'll answer a lot of these after this job with Because then, like, for the very point I'm making, you know, there's only, like, six of you here. And then there's almost a hundred of you that listen to the show. So it's dumb, you know, to, to focus on this. So anyway, uh, so I, I need to have a talk with Lori for a couple of reasons. One, I... I was the my gut was telling me that my the first response wasn't working, but I the I didn't want to say anything, and then these these messages were confirming everything that I said. In fact, many of you, I would say eight of the twelve were from people where I said, "Listen, I want to hear from the people that I never hear from," and it was really exciting to get messages from people that I've never heard of before. Who were like, I've never written in before, I listen to the show regularly, I'm a fan, and this is what I think about the first response, okay? Uh, and uh, so, oh, you know, Humble, you just reminded me of something. <laughs> the way you just explained why Lori was so weird on the phone today, okay. Humble just Humble wrote a comment in the in the chat room that she doesn't realize just explained why Lori was so quiet on the show today. I mean on the phone, which Lori and I spoke on the phone today. So anyway, uh so not only that, I uh, I had uh, when I I just did the most recent. If you don't listen to the first response cuz you don't like it, I'm actually on the most recent episode of the first response and I actually think it's a very funny episode. I think I like the first response when Lori runs it and I'm sort of like the the mischievous imp who's trying to interrupt her trying to host this show. So but I noticed that she was now look everyone here is one of these people so I'm actually talking to the people. But you guys here in the chat room, you're all friends. And I love that. You understand something, how much I love that this community has arisen out of this dumb podcast, okay? But you're all friends. And as much as I love every single one of you, you guys are a very tiny fraction. In fact, we worked it out yesterday. All of you put together are less than 10% of the entire Patreon fan base, okay? And so I was telling Lori, listen, you can't read inside jokes on the air because while they may be funny to the few people who are in the chat room, they're not funny. No one knows what you're talking about. You know, there's hundreds and hundreds of people who don't know what the fuck you're talking about. They don't know what you're talking about. They don't know. They don't know who this person is. They don't know what this inside joke is. Right. And, uh, and that's what she and I got into it. She got very defensive. And uh, A, she thinks that she and Rob do a fantastic job and are amazing. And that uh, I should just leave them alone. And that the first response is fantastic. And when what's funny is we talked about this on the air. And everybody in the chat room, I said, if anybody here loves the first response, speak now. And I think one guy did. And everybody else was like, actually, uh, I'm not a big fan, blah, 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 blah. And she was very, fuck everybody. This is a great show. And gave me this speech about how the first response is exactly how she wants the first response to be. And I can respect that. Look, I took over the rumor mill. Now the rumor mill is exactly what the rumor mill is now is exactly what I wanted Evan, George, and Jimmy to do. 
And I don't know why it was so hard to do. This is the rumor mill is exactly. What does anybody think? Do people like the rumor mill? I love the rumor mill. Am, am I? Do people like it? Or maybe maybe that's another show. People are like, I don't know. I don't like it. And I don't know. Anyway, I like the rumor mill. So, and anyway, so Lori and I have the other thing. Lori and I talked about was that I said, you know, the inside joke thing. And Lori said, look, I like doing a show for those 30 people. And if anybody else listens that they don't get it, fuck them, which is a bizarre statement to make. And I would, my mouth was literally left open because I was like, I don't even know how to argue with it. It's a weird, I've never, I don't know. I, I, here's the deal. I think it's very difficult for people like Taylor, no, not Taylor so much, but like, but Taylor to an extent and Lori and anybody else who does the shows because they don't know. They only see what you, what, what I see on the chat room. They only see you guys who are in the chat room. They don't see all the other people. Neither do I, but at least I deal with the numbers on a daily basis. They don't. So I know what the numbers are. I know who's looking at what. I know all those numbers in the back of my head. They don't. Okay? And so, of course, it makes sense that Lori wants to do a show for Humble Pie and Travi Cosmos and uh, uh, Luke Stamen and State of Bree and SDC and Lauren S and Elise and Jordan Darling, I can go on and on, right? If I forgot you, don't please don't get hurt. I I was actually had a, ten names in the background, and I just had to figure out this can't be a list of names, okay? So, uh, and and she wants to do a show for those people because who she sees on a regular basis, she has those other people are just abstract concepts in her head, you know. And so when we were discussing it, I told her, and I really meant this sincerely, I really did. I said, listen, I actually think your philosophy on podcasting and what you want in a podcast would fit really well at Pride 48. And I think you should take the bloody podcast at Pride 48. I think it'd be the best thing for the bloody podcast. And she got really offended. We had a longer talk about it today. But she got really offended, and she ended the phone call, and in a huff. It, I mean, it was, she didn't hang up on me or anything, but she was not happy. So I called and talked to Mike Lawson, and I vented. Now, just to put a button on the Lori Roggenkamp thing, we spoke today. I'll get to Mike Lawson in a second. We spoke today. Lori and I spoke today. She apologized. She didn't need to apologize. She didn't say anything offensive. Actually, I wasn't offended. And with cooler heads prevailing, I told her more about the Pride 48 thing. She still thinks she doesn't want to do Pride 48. Not the live event, but she doesn't want to join the organization. I think it's a mistake. I think she should. And she could cater to the people at Pride 48, and she would get a whole huge audience uh, that would listen to her show. And and she could. And that works at Pride 48. That's not what Afterthought is. I'm not saying one way is right, one way is wrong. I'm just saying... I make a show that I, in my head is more for the masses, and Pride 48 has no... This is one of the things that got... God bless Adam and Daniel. They have no interest in Pride 48 growing. They have no interest in that. If it grows, it grows, but they have no interest in growing the, the organization. They like it the way it is, a tight-knit group of people with inside jokes, and it's like a family, and all the shows refer to each other, and, and they like that. And that's why I think Lori would do really well there. I'm not saying I'm not saying for her to leave Afterthought. I want her to take her extracurricular shows to Pride 48. She says no. Anyway, that's that. This is that issue's done, right? I'm probably going to land up taking over first response. I'm not going to lie. 
and uh, yeah, I'm gonna land up taking over first response, and we'll go from there. But uh, anyway, so when Lori's talking to me, we talk about the humble pie comment. Lori was talking to me, and she said, "Listen, we've we've wrapped up Cuckoo Bananas. Uh, it's done. I'm gonna send you the episodes. Do you want do you, do you want me to continue doing Cuckoo Bananas when the season is done?" And I said, "No." She was like, "Okay." And then maybe like two seconds later, I said, "Oh, by the way." Uh, Jay got the word from his bosses that they're coming back to the house to LA uh, in early July. So uh, this Friday, you guys are getting big bad news right now. This Friday uh, is going to be the season finale of the tea. And she was like, oh. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I go, it's going to be the season finale of the tea. I go, so now we're losing the tea. We're losing Cuckoo Bananas. I go, I got to think of other shows we can do. Uh, this is the, we got to think of other shows we can do. And I, then she got really quiet and Humble Pie just solved the problem for me. I think because I just told her I didn't want to continue Cuckoo Bananas. Uh, and then I said, I need new shows. But I would I wouldn't be opposed to doing Cuckoo Bananas about something else, you know, or if it was something new we discovered or something. I don't know if it was something, but I just didn't want to do Tiger King. So I'll talk to Lori. Maybe we bring back Cuckoo Bananas for a, a different season for a different show. Just me and Lori talking about something. Who knows? I'm chewing things over. Are there shows that I've talked about that we've never made? Maybe we could do that. Uh, the T will be back, and uh, the T will be back with your with this cast. It'll be me, Jay, and Lori. It's just gonna have seasons, you know. Um, somebody wants to do the movie review stuff with me. Who does? Somebody cool wants to do the movie review. Oh, I think I think Brett Baxley wants to do the movie review stuff. But let's see if he still does. I don't. Maybe that was that wasn't Brett Baxley liked me. Uh, but um, okay, so. In the few minutes that we have. So Lawson and I, I so I called Lawson immediately after talking to Lori to vent. And in talking about it, he agreed that Lori would be a good fit at Pride 48, that they would love her and stuff like that. And we were talking about our early days at Pride 48 and um, about personal journals and the different shows and one of the things I learned and I didn't know was because I've told people I go like, look, if you just go to Pride Forty Eight, you just instantly get a couple hundred listeners immediately. But Lawson was telling me that that's not really the case anymore. Well, no, that's not that wasn't the case exactly. That he was because I was brand new to podcasting, he didn't involve me, but uh, he was doing a lot of work behind the scenes to promote catching up on these other shows. So I didn't realize that. So Lawson was, but you have to do a lot of glad handing. And can I be on your show? You can be on my show. Blah 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 blah. Da, 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 da. But still, at Pride Forty Eight, there's a group of people who are um, like they just listen to all the shows and they like to hear their own names read on the air. And if you just pay attention to them, they listen to your show, and it just become a thing. 
But it was very interesting to have, you know, you guys don't know this, but there is a very interesting gay podcasting history. And Lawson and I had talked about doing a documentary about it. And what's funny is, you know, they're doing the Pride 48 live weekend this weekend. And um, uh, they, you know, if you have a PC, Adam will help you set up your live stream. If you have a Mac, this guy named John Ong, who's super nice, by the way, nicest guy ever, will help you set up your Mac for the live stream. Anyway, to wrap this up, John Ong is one of the very first podcasters ever. Not gay podcasters. Maybe he might be the first gay podcaster. We're talking, when he started podcasting, there were only 30 podcasts in existence, and he was one of them. Great guy. We'll see you guys tomorrow on this Joe Batanz right here on Afterthought Radio.